ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Degenerex. Oh, come on, I gotta stop there. This is <laughs> Randall, Howie, and Jeremy. This is the podcast that is three months into making. This is a podcast <laughs> one broken neck, one football season, and one car wreck from when it was supposed to come on. We'll be back real quick with the wrap-up show. But we're back finally. So let me bring in my friends to the show. First, one of the voices from the sideline of the Fife Red Devils, six-time state champion since 2015, I think it is. That is Jeremy Johnson. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys, not much. Uh, running the roads right now. I feel like a wrestler back in the territory days here lately. It's one town, one day. In the car and on to the next one. Uh, you know, I, I tune in or I look in on Facebook every now and then, and you'll be somewhere in Mississippi, then you're somewhere in Georgia, and then you're somewhere in Alabama. I actually commented one time, uh, Jeremy must be good, be getting booked by Nick Goulas because he's got you all over the place. That, that's right. That's right. I got, hey, look, I had to order a Jim Cornette burger towel. Uh, so I could eat on a while I'm on the road, you know. But I, I could only imagine what that was like, considering what I've been doing. Sometimes I forget which I get my hotel room from the previous two days mixed up with the one I'm at. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's good times. Jeremy, uh, bringing you one refreshing drink after another one. In the soda world, go ahead and plug who you work for. I don't, I don't think it would matter. Yeah, well, I'm. I mean, I'm working on my 28th year with Coca-Cola. Uh, you know, been doing it a long time. I think I was 20. Well, I'm, I'll turn 50 this year, so I've been doing it for a while. And uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but I got the best job in the world. I work for our training department, so I get to meet all our fine employees throughout the southeast and and have a little bit of a part in their success so um no complaints a lot of travel here especially this year but i love i love love my job i love my company uh and that is united uh coca-cola bottling company united headquarters out of birmingham alabama all right you had to throw that alabama stuff in there so i i understand you know roll roll saving that hey well i would let me go ahead and add chattanooga which i was there yesterday Chattanooga, Tennessee, the world's first bottler of Coca-Cola is also a part of our company. So uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. All right. All right. Now, not so successful like me, probably for a little poorer. <laughs> the plant manager of Town, USA. <laughs> the man with the JC. Shirt on. Howie Taney. What's up, Howie? Hey, guys. How's it going? Talking about my shirt, Lazy Book and Jim Cornette. I love it. Well, you know what, guys? I've been getting a lot of Lazy Book in here lately by all the uh, federations that's going on right now, but we won't talk about current stuff. So, You know, I, I've been watching WWE. I love, I love the Bloodline story. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, the best thing, it, it's the best thing going right now. Can I add that I was – have not for the past couple years been the least bit interested in watching WWE programming. I'll follow it, but this 
has gotten me to turn the ta- the TV on and to watch yeah to, to, to a little more than I used to. So it's it's really they got some good stuff going on. Yeah. Well, I'm taking I'm taking a break from my friend that's been through that <laughs> last eight weeks, and I had it on. I was like, I'm gonna do this podcast without it. So I hope uh, my doctor is not watching, but if she is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, back to the bloodline real quick. If you take Sami Zayn off of that, out of that bloodline, it's nowhere near as good. No, I agree completely. If you take Sami Zayn out, it's the Shield 2.0. Yeah. Like All right, yep. what we're here for tonight is to finally wrap up the tag team wrestling uh, extravaganza. We've been through every territory throughout the country. Jeremy found his list. I didn't find mine, but I think I'm still through. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's one team that moved up majorly in the last few months. Uh, I, I really, I think uh, I have one team and I have one team in my top five that that, that you're going to have lower. But I think we we'll both agree they're probably the best young team out there. It's a little force away. So, so uh, let's start, uh, Howie. We'll turn it over to you. You host these things, and me and Jeremy kind of go back and forth between it. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm just happy hearing myself talk for a change. <laughs> it's been a while. We started this journey back several months ago. Um, Randy called me one morning when I was at work and I said, uh, Hey, let me run something by you real quick. And he's like, what is it? And I said, I got a buddy. I said, upside at all the five basketball games. That he's got a special Coca-Cola pencil that he uses for every game. He's a big wrestling fan. I said, Let, what if y'all two do a wrestling show and Randy fell in love with it? And <laughs> so, hey, I had to defend it a little bit today. One of my sports guys was like, why do you love wrestling? It's not, they use the F word, which I don't. And I, I, I mean, if you want me to defend why I love pro wrestling, then you need to go back to the 15th century and Japanese theater, live art and stuff. Man, these guys are actors and stuntmen yep. and and screenwriters and politicians and uh, it's great. And, and does it take the ability to sp- a su- suspend belief a little bit? It does, but I love pro wrestling. I love it and still do. Still, hey, I'll, use the, I'll use the F word. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I- it's still real, damn it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's why we watch it. I mean, look, we all have our own, you know, things that we do to, to enjoy, to relax, to unplug. We, I think anybody, if they're really honest with themselves, if they watched wrestling as a kid, they connected with that in some way. Now, some people suppress it, uh, but we're not. <laughs> we're still connected to it and I still I reflect you know I feel like a kid 12 year old kid 10 year old kid we start watching wrestling it's different what now than it was then but still enjoy it you know the before we go into this you, you hit on a magic word and I think it's so correct to this it's 
uh, it's an entertainment field and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't consume everything that's out there. And we just mm -hmm. talked about, we don't consume the same things. Um, I like Japanese wrestling. I love it. I still, I watch New Japan every week. I still got up on uh, November or uh, January the 4th at 3 a.m. to watch uh, the Tokyo Dome live, you know, and, and it, it, that's, I love it. I love it so much. So, and you will hear some people from Japan on my list. Howie, fire us up. Uh, by the way, if you're not checking River City Media, and I just started this week, I am posting a classic wrestling segment every day that somehow uh, ties to Chattanooga, ties to Alabama, ties to Georgia. I posted a segment of Ric Flair uh, giving a promo in Chattanooga the other night. The first one was Andre the Giant at Memorial Auditorium with Harry Thornton on call. It was great. Gosh, Harry Thornton, man. Wow. So let me go to something real quick before we start this. We all got these naysayers and doubters that talks about they don't like wrestling and it's not it's not real or whatever you want to say. I'm sorry, but if you're these people that watches these shows, these soap operas, these these nightly thirty minute shows, it's the same thing with wrestling. Hey, yeah. I, I, I love Young Sheldon, but you know what? Jim Cooper's not an uh, astrophysicist. He's playing more astrophysicists. He's playing one on TV. So, right. So tonight we've got the twenty-five top twenty-five tag teams of all time from anywhere. If you saw them in a local memorial auditorium, if you saw them at the Cap Theater in Fort Payne, they can be on this list. So, with that being said, with there being twenty-five of them. We're going to zoom through 25 through 11 pretty quick. My next story, I had to, I had to boot up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it'll be 20, 25 through 11 pretty quick. Then 10 through 1, we'll have discussions on. You want to do so, uh, when we do 25 through 20? Yeah, we're going to start at 25 through 20. Okay. 25 through 21, then 20 through 10 or 11 and then go that way so randy kick us off with 25 through 21 you got all right i went old school and i had to get some people in first at 25 which much much debated <clears throat> much much debated in my house i'm gonna tell you my 26 team is the valiant brothers but my 25th oh. is the elite and I did lump Kenny Omega in with the Young Bucks, but I call I have several three-man teams coming up, so I'm going to call number 25, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the Elite. Uh, <laughs> I did not put the Young Bucks on the list by themselves. Number 24, a shout out to The Rock, his uncles, Alpha and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Uh, and ironically, one spot in front of the Samoans, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, we were just talking about how the great the bloodline was. I don't think if I'd done this list six months ago, I would have had the Uso in the top 25 tag teams of all time. But I think the bloodline stories has evalu uh, evaluated them or 
elevated them to the point that they are there. Um, I'm going to have to stall a little bit. My phone just locked me out. Number 22, from the AWA, the great, the only team to make my list that I would call your AWA team, the Bruiser and the Crusher. Ah. That have to be um, just went around for years together. And uh, I think, I wonder how many beers those guys drunk together over the <laughs> And number 21, another grand team, and I'm going to be specific with who they are. They are David, Kerry, and Kevin, Von Eric, the Von Eric brothers, before we tragically lost David in Japan and Kerry to suicide in Texas. But I don't know if I had the Von Erics originally on my list, but how can you have the free birds and not the Von Eric. So I had to get the Von Eric's on my list. So, um, and, and if you haven't watched it, uh, dark side of the ring on, uh, mm-hmm. now about the Von Eric's, it will, uh, it will break your heart. Uh, also being shot right now, the Von Eric movie, Zach Efron is playing Kevin Von Eric. I know that much. I know, uh, MJF, uh, AEW world champion, is Lance Von Eric, uh, and you can Google the rest of them, but uh, I just found it ironic that MJF, the best promo in the business, is playing the one Von Eric who really wasn't a Von Eric and was the worst promo <laughs> in the history of pro wrestling. So, the fake Von Eric. Fake Von Eric that couldn't talk. Yeah. There's oh, Mike. 221. Uh, Jeremy, what about you? All right. So, so my, you know, my history with wrestling and Randall's is a little different, so we're going to see. You, you'll be able to detect a little generational things there since he's way, way older than me. Uh, I got, but <laughs> I got on a neck brace, and I wouldn't swear. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody wearing a neck brace has got to be older than I am, right? <laughs> hey, it's my salute to Bobby the Brain Heenan. There you go. All right, so, so 20, 25... I did dig a little. I went back through my notes, and I basis a lot of this on just my feelings. So, uh, 25, uh, Giant Baba and Jumbo Saruda. Probably one, uh, 24, Bam Bam, Terry Gordy, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Probably should have had them higher. Uh, 23, Harlem Heat. I almost left them off, and I thought, wait a minute, I can't, I can't, this is my era here, Harlem Heat, uh, 20, uh see, 22, probably should be higher, Edge and Christian, you can't leave out some of the others we will name without those two, uh, and then at 20, 21. here's where we start, 21, Yes. Okay. Uh, Jay and Jimmy Uso. I think they're great workers, but uh, the the bloodline, this storyline is fantastic. And then finally. Hold up, hold up. That's that's right. That's it. So y'all actually had one tag team in there that was actually in the top 25 or 25 through 21 being the Usos. And that's, I'm surprised that y'all had both of those in there. At that, pretty close to being at the same ranking. Yeah, yeah. I will say this for his list. 
he may be foreshadowing very far up a couple of mine in his 21 through 25. Uh, eh. Say this. There's two of my top 10 in his 21 through 25. Mm. Okay. Mm. Interesting. All right, let's hear your 20 through uh, 11, Randy. All right. I already put it on something other than my phone. All right. <laughs> Number 20. I wrote Beer Money, AMW, America's mm. Most Wanted, James Storm, either with Robert Rue or Chris Harris, do whatever you want. They're my TNA team, and they are by far, to me, the best TNA team that's ever existed. Here's one that I feel like I've got way too low, but I'm going to justify it by saying there's a lot of good teams in front of them. Number 19, Rick and Scott. Steiner, the Steiner brothers. Wow. 18. Honestly, this could be number one for me because it's my favorite old-time wrestler besides Ric Flair. And y'all know I've talked about it a thousand times. I love Terry Funk. Uh, Terry Funk is crazy. Uh, Terry Funk probably had a neck brace on at 56, too. Number <laughs> is the Funks. Number 17, from the land of Japan, Bam Bam, uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Dr. Des Steve Williams, the Miracle Violence Connection. Uh, right in front of them, right in front of them. I actually debated who comes first. Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen from the land of the rising sun at number 16. All right, from the WWE, from the Vince McMahon line, a member of DX, the New Age Outlaws. And if anybody's ever watched me do a show, knows I come on with stealing uh, the road dog, Jesse James's line. <laughs> At 14, and I didn't know how to put this, I put Horseman. Let's yeah. say Horseman, as in Arn and Tully, Ole and Arn, there was different inversions of this tag team segment of the Horsemen, but mainly we know Tully and Arn. Uh, and I remember I tore everybody up because I didn't have them very high in my WCW and WAWE ranking. But when you put what they did in both places together, they are one of the elite teams of all time. Um, I, and and I, I, I think we're underestimating how good Ole and Arn was together for a long period of time. At number 13, this almost feels like injustice to me. At number 13. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you even say, how's it injustice to you? Because you're the one that made the list. Yeah, you put them there. I was mad at myself. <laughs> Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the Outsiders. Not a long run as a tag team, but what they did in those few years with the New World Order was revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Really changed the face of the business. If they had been together, to answer your question, Howie, 10 years, they would be in that top three or four teams because yeah. in a three or four year period, Kevin Nash and uh, Scott Hall uh, really dominated the world of wrestling. 
Number 12, here's where Jeremy's going Jeremy's to look at me and he's going to go, wow, you got them too low. The British Bulldogs. David mm. Smith, uh, uh, was probably the best worker, the Dynamite Kid, great worker. Um, number 11, and, and again, I debated these two. Again, I don't know if I was thinking family or not. Uh, number 11, Jim the Anvil Nineheart, Brett the Hitman Heart, the Heart Foundation, just on out the outside of my top 10 looking in. Not, not bad. Not bad at all, Jeremy. What do you think about that? Uh, some few surprises, but yeah. Yeah. Not, I, not a bad. I don't think you can go wrong on any of these, but. I'm probably lower on a couple of the WWE guys, WWF <clears throat> guys, than you are because I was a WCW guy. I've yeah. always talked about me being a WCW guy. I'm an NWA guy. Yeah. It, I didn't grow up watching the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. It was really, it was the Attitude Era before I ever tuned into the WWE. Yeah. So yeah. I started, I started my history with the WWF, uh, Stone Cold and Chris Jericho and in the Rock. So, so one yeah. quick question: You talk, you had the Outsiders in there with Hall and Nash. Did they ever win a tag team championship? Yeah, yeah, they they, they helped for the that first run. When Hogan was the first world champion, so that they held all three world titles. Yeah. Because uh, Hall and Nash was probably about two years. Uh, probably two years is too long. 18 months, I'd say. They were the, they couldn't get those titles off of Hall and Nash and Hogan, and it kind of become the NWA runs wrestling. Um, it runs the WCW. So, um, also, uh, you're right. There, I think there were a two-time world tag team champion. and, mm -hmm. and that Probably as high as you can put a two-time world champion, in my opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, Double J. All right. That 20, I'm going to throw a tag team in here, and I regret that I didn't or had what was not able to watch them more. Uh, of course, I can always go back. But I'm going to put the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, at number 20. Because what I have watched of those guys, incredible. I love the persona. Uh, they were pillars of ROH. Uh, and so I maybe that's sentimental. I don't know. I think they're legit. I, I think they translate into any era. Uh, and uh, I've got them there. I'll tell you right now, they're probably in Randy's top ten. So, you know, yeah. we ain't got them too yeah. low. Go I probably got them way too low. All right, number 19, the Briscoes, <laughs> Jack and Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I got them here, didn't watch them a lot, but they were legit athletes, college wrestlers, tough guys. Jack was a world champion. He was the world champion on his own, so I had to put them in there. Do you remember me saying I've got five extra teams I couldn't? <laughs> But in <laughs> number twenty is Jack and Jerry Briscoe. There you go. It says Briscoe's NWA, Briscoe's ROH. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the former better than the latter. There, I like the oh, I like the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, much better. But but I've watched them. I never watched Jack and Jerry. 
So 18, uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. And here's why I put them on here. I hated them. So did America. America hated them. 1984, who was hated more than Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik? And not only that, they were not only waving flags, but you had to listen to Volkov sing the Russian national anthem. What could be, who could be hated even more, anymore? <laughs> so I got those there. 17, and this is in, I've got the Freebirds. So when I say the Freebirds, I'm saying collectively, Bam Bam, Buddy Roberts, Michael P.S. Hayes, and I'm throwing Jimmy Jam in there also. Uh, because they were innovative, for one of the first tag teams to use music, uh, you know, and the, the Freebird rule, where did it come from? Came from these guys. So, got them there. Also Number six. First repeat of somebody, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. You've had him in, yeah. in the violence collective. Yeah. Terry, Terry Bam Bam Gordy is so, super underrated. Uh, 16. My brother Dory, Terry and Dory Funk. You can't leave off a tag team list without Terry and Dory Funk. Huge in Japan. I watched some matches and that crowd goes nuts for Terry and Dory. Number 15. This is probably one of my newer, this is probably the most recent tag team. FTR. Got FTR on there because they're technicians. They're old school. They remind me of Tully and Arn, and I don't know why in the heck they hadn't got the AEW tag team titles. I do not understand. No. All right. Number 14, and the only reason I put them on here, and I forgive me for saying this, maybe the F FCC or whatever won't shut us down, but I have the acolytes on here. Why? Because they were just badass. They just kicked people's ass. I, I had to have Ron Simmons, and <laughs> I had to have Farouk and, and Bradshaw on here. So, number 13, lower than you thought, British Bulldogs. Oh, well, they are. Davey Boy Smith, Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington was way ahead of his time and the things they did. Number 12, another hated group. Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Why did I have them on there? Because they were Russians and we hated them. And I just, I just thought Nikita Koloff was scary uh, when I was at, a, you know, when I was young. The of yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had to love them. Real, he I mean, heels. Uh, number eleven. This is where we overlap a little bit. New Age Outlaws. Attitude Era. Big deal. Uh, Multi-time tag team champions. You know. Road Dog could talk. Uh, that other guy could flex. <laughs> but what are they calling him now? I don't know what they're calling him now. Daddy ass. <laughs> I mean, he's still still in the wrestling business. I have to admit, you just threw the first one out. I went, oh wow, I whiffed, and that is Ivan and Nikita Koloff. I whiffed. 
They're not. <laughs> they would have been probably right where you had them ranked, right outside the top ten. I thought of them. Well, that's me and my Crockett wrestling consumption. I, I I probably watch more Crockett wrestling than I did WWF. Be honest with you. Yeah, I just missed that one, and I, that's embarrassing because I was actually <laughs> I was actually working for the WCW and WA when Nikita was there. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, both of y'all had the Funks in there, which basically for me is Terry Funk. He's in the top 25 in the tag team, and he's got to be in the top 25 in individual as well. Well, I, I'm going to defend Dory before you go any farther. We are too old to remember Dory as a world title holder. Dory held the NWA title five years. That's crazy. Five years without losing it. So if this would have been, and that was in the late 60s, early 70s, if that would have been now and you were a five-year champion, you would have been a 13- or 14-time champion because I'll take a belt off of you. Yeah. I also think, I think you make a good point. I think Dory being so unathletic looking and being bald, <laughs> at 30 old, I mean, it really takes away as us, the first pictures we have of Dory Funk is in his 30s and he looks 78 years old. I mean, yes. I really think that hurts us, um, what you were talking about there, Howie. But yep. also, you got to look at Terry. He wasn't the best promo, but he had that distinct voice that everybody loves to mock. Yep. You egg-sucking dog. <laughs> he feuded. Dusty Rhodes. Rick <laughs> uh All the ECW guys. Then went to the WWE. Retired multiple times. Do y'all remember when he come back to the WCW after like a five year retirement and Powell drove Flair on the table and yeah. <laughs> and out of the blue, he was a commentary that that just and then of course one of the greatest gimmick matches of all time, Jerry Lawler Terry Funk, empty arena Memphis Tennessee yeah and, and Lawler beats him when he he breaks a, like a jagged piece of wood off in his eye and he actually kayfabe blinds uh terry funk and it becomes like a lifelong feud and, and the funks owned a territory in texas and every time terry needed to make a little money he'd fly up to, uh, to memphis wrestle lawler and then fly back home so yeah he he, he made a little money out of memphis mm -hmm. all right guys we're heading into the top 10 we're going to alternate between Randy, you'll go with number 10, then Jeremy, you go with number 10. All right, Randy, you're number 10. I'm going to tell you, you're going to probably hear some repeats. And all I can say is this is the team I grew up on. I saw one at 15 years old. It's the first time I saw him wrestle. I grew up, Michael Hayes was 19 years old the first time I saw him wrestle. Wow. Terry Gordy is literally mine and your age. We lost him so many years. Let me pause this. We lost him so many years ago. Yep. But Terry was born in 1961. I'm born in 1966. Yeah. Terry is five years older than me. I was 
in elementary school and he was already wrestling main events down in Mississippi against Ernie Law Ladd. By the time Jerry Jarrett, who just died recently, when they went to Memphis, they said that Terry Gordy was over there and he, you know, Terry Gordy's six, four, 300 pounds already. And he goes up to Michael Hayes and says, how old is he? And Michael Hayes says, he's 21. Said Jerry Jarrett never questioned. Terry Gordy was 15 years old. Yeah, it's nuts. Nuts, man. And, uh, I, I, I will tell you, um, and I got, just sidebar just a minute. I've got to spend some time with Terry. He lived here in Chattanooga. Just, I mean, you can almost mm-hmm. see the house out the front of my house. I actually got to go to see Leonard Skinner's reunion tour with Terry Gordy. And wow. It's been one of the biggest treats I've ever seen. Terry went up and tried to get us backstage. And when they wouldn't let him backstage, he's going, I'm a freaking free bird and you won't let me backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Terry was a great guy. Wow. He's, um, his body, I, you know, I know all the stories and stuff. His body wore out on him. Um, and it was sad to see uh, him in the WWE. Thanks to Michael Hayes for getting him up there to make a, some paychecks as what they call him, the executioner. The executioner, yeah. But if you saw that Terry Gordy and you saw the Terry Gordy I did, at the UT uh, at uh, Memorial Auditorium in 1977, so he might have been 16, turn 15, turning 16. Um, wasn't wasn't the same person. So I love wow. Free Birds. Um, I, I I hate it. Our boy JC hates the Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin <laughs> of it. But I gotta admit, for the time and in the 90s, is okay. They they fit yeah. the Night Express so. My number 10, the fabulous Freebirds. All right. Jeremy, you're number 10. So my number 10 is, uh, I'm sure Randall's going to have them somewhere on his top 10. I think so. Uh, but my number 10 is uh, Matt and Jeff, the Hardys. Absolutely. At number 10. Uh, I, I don't think you can, you can think of tag team wrestling, recent tag team wrestling in the last 20 years without thinking about Matt and Jeff uh, in their different uh, iterations. You know, uh, even we get into the to the delete and uh, all that. Uh, Brother Nero, um, you know, there's still, I saw, actually saw where Jeff or Matt had tweeted a picture of him hugging his brother. And I think it said something like soon or whatever. So, you know, Jeff's had his problems. And, you know, I think anybody with any sense is rooting for, for somebody. And and uh, so I got to have them in there. The Hardys, I always loved the Hardy Hardy boys uh, for sure. Don't, don't they uh, – I'm sorry about that. I've kind of stayed some music. Don't, don't they have to bring them back to AD, AEW and put the world title on them at some time? World tag finish the story. I mean, I think it, I would like. I know me personally, I would like to see them with the world title one more time. Yeah. Whether it's AEW or uh, Impact, heck, who knows? They may end up back in WWE again. Uh, but if they go that route, they're not going to put the titles on them for sure. But FTR 
Hardy Boys. I'm waiting for it. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, you know, obviously age is caught up with them. You know, obviously they don't move like they used to. I know, know they got a lot of criticism and probably a lot of criticism from Jim Cornette for some of the stuff they did in AEW there. You know, uh, of course he criticized any of the extreme wrestling, but, uh, you know, he fell off a scaffold one time. So I don't know what he's complaining about, about all this extreme stuff. But, uh, yeah, Hardy Boys, like to see one more little short run for them. I, I think Jim will admit that he was behind the Marjorie screw drives now, which uh, which it exposed the business more than anything in the history of the business. So, uh, <laughs> we'll grief over that one. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, go ahead. You're number nine. All right, my number nine. Man, I struggle with some of these. Uh, I, I got to put Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton. The Rock and Roll Express in at number nine. Was there any bigger babyface team than these two in the history of wrestling? I'm not sure. Uh, if you watch old Jim Crockett wrestling, if you see some of those things, that that crowd goes nuts right. for Robert <laughs> Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, and uh, just uh, just uh, that was part of me. I remember those guys, you know. Uh, remember the feud with the Russians, and you think, ah, there's no way they can't beat those guys, you know. Tully and Arn. They wasn't very. They weren't very big, you know. No, they wasn't very no. much either. Let me. Yeah, no. I, I agree with you. Robert Gibson, though, however, is a big man. Robert Gibson is probably six two, two ten. Uh, yeah. Never dreamed it because everybody was so big back then. Yeah. They're still, they were tiny for their ear. I would tell you, I think that the Rock and Roll Express would tower over the uh, Young Bucks. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that because I've watched some of the teams and I see them when I, I think, man, those guys are small. And then they, I see them stand beside someone else. I'm like, oh, maybe they're not that small, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, Randy, you're number nine. Reach for the sky, boy. Oh, he's not <laughs> ah. Them boys. Look, I almost uh, was thinking about Jay Briscoe today, and I, I'm not going to take up the show, um, but my wreck occurred at this. My wreck that I'm sitting here with a name, neck brace on, uh, uh, happened within days of Jay Briscoe's wreck. And mm -hmm. uh, we were both with our daughters. Uh, mm -hmm. The daughters are both, my daughter has been dealing with some concussion symptoms, but doing great. Um, I have a broken T2 braid of eight and uh, we joke about her stuff, but I am a blessed man compared to Jay Briscoe who lost his life with his daughters, just taking them to school. But Jay, and Mark um, were banned from AEW. They were banned from WWE. Uh, they did eventually go to TNA. Uh, Jay made some pro comments, apologized for them, uh, and, and profusely said that he was trying to be a heel when he made them. 
and was trying to heal on Twitter and um, then apologize. I'm just going to uh, close this up by saying that uh, behind the scenes, the two roughest guys in the sport are praised as good Christian men, good fathers, good husbands. Uh, these two guys did it different. They went independent. Uh, Mark Briscoe's now in AEW. That's probably the biggest contract they ever did. Mm-hmm. They made six figures every year. Uh, they ran a chicken farm with their dad legitimately. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of life. Uh, maybe the last territory wrestlers that ever existed were Mark and Jay Briscoe. Third time ROH World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Jay Briscoe. Uh, don't want to bring this down, but I, I think about Jay Briscoe often with what we went through, very similar, just taking your daughter to school, just getting your kids home. Uh, take time. Hug your kids, man. Yeah. There's a great lesson in what happened to Jay Briscoe. Yeah. And um, uh, I want to say, share one thing that they did say about him in his eulogy. They And Mark Briscoe shared it. He said they were walking through the cemetery and looked over and some guy was taking number two right there in the, right there in the cemetery. And it was early in the morning. And he said, he looked at him and went, good morning. He goes, no, I'm just over here taking a dump. So <laughs> that was, <laughs> I mean, Mark Briscoe laughed so hard that it just shows you how, how what their personality was. So rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. All right, Randy, go ahead with your number eight. My number eight, uh, and I did have their music keyed up before that. Then I realized I was going to do two. Uh, number two is Harlem Heat, uh, the oh. of the late WCW run. Uh, the, Stevie Ray, Booker T. Booker T. went on to such a great career, uh, but they were, they were, the, they were WCW tag team greatest. Slip up maybe in wrestling history. The WCW made some huge mistakes. Shockmaster, all that stuff. Oh. Uh, Booker T calling Hulk Hogan uh, a yep. bad <laughs> live on TV. Google <laughs> it. And you can look at Booker T and he goes, oh, I yeah. that out loud. And it's hilarious. Um, they weren't great together. Stevie Ray decided to cut his career short. Um, mm-hmm. He did come back with, uh, uh, what was his name up in the WWE? Big guy. That, oh. He, he, did, he did come back for a little while, but it just never was the same. Stevie Ray without Booker T is just not uh, that. Uh, and my favorite WWE match, it was in a grocery store. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus <laughs> Booker T. Booker T comes down the shopping thing, rolling on it, and he falls off the end of it. And he's just he's just mouthing at Stone Cold. It's hilarious. Booker T. Yeah. Booker T was classic. And now, can we not mention sensational Sherry Sherry Martell, the late mm-hmm. Sherry, talking about Booker T. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, you're number eight. All right, so we're getting down to it right here, but uh, I, I think my aforementioned team would not be complete without mentioning the other. And at my number eight, 
I have the Midnight Express, and we will go ahead and include that with Bobby Eaton, Loverboy Dennis, and then throw in Stan, Sweet Stan Lane uh, with Jim Cornette. Uh, of course, you had your technician, uh, Bobby Eaton, uh, and you had the, <laughs> probably the best heel manager to ever walk. He's still playing the heel. My God, he's still playing the heel right now. Yeah. Uh, and the most dis, one of the most despicable <laughs> beings that you could uh, have, and he knew how to play it well. Uh, but these guys and with the Rock and Roll Express, yeah, I mean, is it not tag team magic? Uh, the the feud between those two, um, just the things that they did. The you know being involved in the scaffold match with the Road Warriors, um, just I mean, you got to have them if if you're tag team. They can't be anything but a top ten team, in my opinion. Uh, Pop Mid South, yes, Pop Carolina. Pop mm-hmm. and then later he takes uh, Stan Lane and puts him with Tom Pritchard, and they kind of dominate Smoky Mountain. So yeah, I agree with you. Yep. You yep. might name again somewhere. Yep. All right, Randy, your seven. My number seven. You know, I got a whole music thing going on, and I'm not going to break. <laughs> and it really was how high was I going to put these guys? Because I think when their career is over, they're number one. Best tag team going right now. Could walk back to the WWE and make a million. Yep. I love the theme. Kind of a salute to Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Yep. They are, they, the, as if, I don't want to give a spoiler out there, but if you haven't watched AEW last night, watch AEW, the return of FTR last night. Mm-hmm. Dax and I, I don't even know what they're going by now. It's uh, but uh, it's a cash. Uh, ca- yes, uh, cash and Dax. Uh, they, they just know how to work. I I, yeah. I don't know as over as they are, and if they sign, re-sign with AEW, I think it's going to be hard for AEW to keep them together as a team. Um, they they may be a singles run in there for both of them in the near future. Mm-hmm. I, if you remember, um, Dax worked while Cash was hurt, worked a few singles, yep. and they were off the chart good. So yep. Dax and Cash, the FTR, and I could have went higher with them. Yep. Matter of fact, I probably regret not going higher with them. Yeah. Let's go higher with number six. Uh, just barely over them. And I, I don't know how they can't be over them just a little bit. Former ECW World Tag Team Champion, former WWE, WWF World Tag Team Champion. Funniest storyline that you've never watched is Bubba Dudley trying to stutter his way (laughs) of being in ECW. I love it. (laughs) Uh, And if you don't know, there's a whole family of Dudleys in the ECW. Yes. That you could go watch. And it is hilarious, but uh, I just saw an interview today where um, Bubba Ray said, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there about him and Devon having heat. And I, I, I know Bubba Ray can be 
kind of over the top, but Bubba Ray, when he was finished talking, I don't think there's ever been a problem between him and Devon. I just think they want to do different stuff in life at this point. Mm-hmm. So I give uh, the Dudley boys, and, and and you could go higher with them uh, any, any way you want to go. Yep, yep. All right, Jeremy, you're number six. My name is I have actually missed my number seven there, guys. Uh, so I think we've got out of, out of sequence there. So my number seven, I had number eight, Midnight Express, number seven. And I just put them here because of the way they made me feel when I was a young man watching them. Uh, Axe and Smash, Demolition. Now, we all know, hey, Road Warrior knockoffs probably, probably watch Mad Max. You know, Vince McMahon watched, uh, you know, Road Warriors or, or, or and the movie. And, uh, but uh, those guys were, you know, uh, Edie was a veteran, had, had a very successful career. Uh, as what, uh, Debbie Randall, what was his name? The superstar, the mass superstar, superstar Bill Eady. Mongo. Huh? He was, before he was the mass superstar, he wrestled as a mongrel character where he had yeah. his ponytail and, uh, he lost a loser league town match, uh, traded cars in the old North Carolina territory, uh, traded cars. Showed up at TV with a mask on and never took it off, and nobody ever yeah. knew he was yeah. below the mongrel underneath. So, so these guys were, you know, I I loved it. Uh, my one of my favorite things to see was when uh, another team that might get mentioned a little later was in the WWF, and they faced off uh, in a six man, and I can't remember who their partners were at that time, but I thought, wow. That's what you wait on. So, Axis Smash, Demolition, uh, number seven. You want me to go ahead and get my number six, Howie? Okay, so at six, I had to throw these guys in here. And the reason I did is because if you watch their matches in Japan and you see the response of the crowd when these guys came out, I I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. It just took – yeah, every time I watch it, I'm like, wow, those guys were – I got to have them in here. Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen. You can't have, I, they, I mean, that. I just remember that watching those matches. And when they come out and Brody's, Brody's throwing that, that chain or whatever it was, and Hansen's got the bull, <laughs> the, the bull rope with the bell, it, it was a, what a response from those guys, for those guys. There weren't a whole lot of wrestling moves when they hit the ring. It was all just a beatdown. Yeah, and I loved it. I, I mean, it, it suited them. So, uh, Bruiser, Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen. I, I think you need to go one more by getting skipped because I only got five left. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So, at my number five, I guess I'll pick up where Randall left off. Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudleys. Uh wow, what a what a what a team and what characters and I I didn't catch on I knew the WWE 
and the Impact or TNA version of the Dudleys, and then went back to those ECW to see those. <laughs> Man, so so good, so good. Doc Dudley and Big Richard Dudley, and yeah. Uh, well, of course, he wasn't called Richard, but you know what I'm getting at. So my 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 favorite was <laughs> in WWE, I guess, was when but <laughs> when Bubba Ray powerbombed May Young. <laughs> That's his face. I don't know what I don't know what it was about it. He had that just that lost faraway stare, and I loved it. He went into like a trance or like yes, out of his mind. And, hey, hey, and by the way, so Stacy Keebler in there and uh, <laughs> roll tide on that. Hey, forget when they went to TNA and formed the Aces and Eight, which are yep. which is the best TNA TNA storyline ever. And and you know the crazy thing is 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 Bully Ray is still wrestling in Impact, is still wrestling in NWA. Uh, and he's he's just a good heel, man. Yeah. I mean, old school, old school. Uh, we're at number five. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll jump in and let let Jeremy have five after me, because uh, he's he did a real good job on five. Uh, my five already. We talked. He's talked about is Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys, and you're going to see me talk a lot about the WWE series of ladder matches and table matches and so far we saw two teams already that was involved in that and i'm feeling we're gonna see a third team here pretty soon but bubba ray uh the the dudleys the hardys uh they just revolutionized tag team wrestling and mm -hmm. uh matt and jeff almost had that uh rock and roll express you know following among the girls so and mm -hmm. already's married to reby scott what more can I say? But <laughs> not, not the biggest uh, Hardy Boyd's fan because most of their career happened uh, in that period. I really didn't like the WWE. But the storyline with Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker where they kind of make Jeff Hardy is just classic wrestling storytelling. And I just loved it. Uh, so um, number five for me is Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. And uh, I, you know what? Uh, Jeff, get Jeff clean. Get Jeff back. Let's have one. Yeah, more. let's have one more. And probably mm -hmm. one of the big WrestleMania pops is when they made a surprise entrance into the ladder match. Yes, and everybody thought it was going to be New Day, and it was uh, Hardys. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, your number. Where are we at? Five, four, four, four for me, because I already had the Dudleys at number five. All right, go ahead. Number four. All right, so so Randall Randall dumped on them a little bit. Uh, I got them. <laughs> I might have a little. I might have them a little higher than I should. But I got to put it number four. Rick and Scott Steiner, the Steiners. Uh, here's why. I feel like they were different at the time. They came out in the got the uh, got the headgear. Got the bright colored singlets. Uh, well, I mean, let's just think about it. When's when was that not the first time uh, you saw a two hundred and seventy pound man do a hurricane runner? 
uh, you know, at, you're right. It's a Frankensteiner, right? So I think it should still be called that. But uh, that, the Steiner line, just physicality. Uh, I, I just, I, I just like to act. Uh, one of my one of the matches I remember watching and I enjoyed was uh, the Steiners versus Harlem Heat for the WCW World World Titles uh, at uh, Road Wild or whatever that was in Sturgis. Yeah, so uh, those guys, you know, I, I you know maybe they're not as uh, didn't have the length of career that some of the others have, but. You know, want to maybe one of the best WCW tag teams there was for sure. And how could you not love the dog face gremlin? The dog face gremlin, legit tough guy. Nobody want to mess with Rick Steiner. Uh, so I'm gonna make one comment. This is probably the only time I let personal get into it. But oh boy, one of the two Steiner brothers I cannot stand on a personal level, and I'll give Scott. you. I'll give you a guess who it is. Scott. <laughs> He's a best friend, but I've been around enough to know. I, I, I probably, he probably deserved to be higher on the list, but yeah, you're, there's some, there's some stuff that's happened with him and other yeah. wrestlers that just ain't been right. So I probably, yeah, I probably punished him a little bit. Yeah. None of my business, but. Well, that, that, and he's not very good at math. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where are we at? Randy at four. And uh, Mama yep. Cornette's favorite team. <laughs> Loverboy Dennis. Beautiful Bobby. The Midnight Express. Yeah. Hey, With the best. With the best entrance music to me of any tag team. <laughs> if you, you know, we've talked about the Midnight Express. I know how, what they, the feud with the Rock and Roll Express is legendary. 1984, I posted on River City Media the second day that I was doing a classic wrestling clip of a day. The Midnight Express versus Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling number two. I, I saw it. You know, they could go in there and work with anybody. The the two highest rated uh, Crockett NWA picture TV shows on Sunday night when it was on at 6.05 was Ric Flair versus Flying Brian and Ric Flair versus Bobby Eaton. Best match I have personally ever seen. The best match, and it'll be on River City Media at some point. Ever seen in my life, class of champions, season beating, UTC Arena, Ric Flair, Barry Windham versus the Midnight Express. Yeah. Best match I've ever seen. Barry Windham and Bobby Eaton were so good, you felt like they was in there playing around and, and, and was just so great. So um, that favorite match, and I'd be amiss, you know, Jim Cornette drives me crazy, and he makes me laugh. Bobby Heenan, probably the best wrestling manager, and I'm not sure that Jim Cornette at number two. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's that good. So, yeah. number four is 
the midnight express for me. Wow. I can't I can't really argue. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. No, go ahead. I can't really argue that. <laughs> I mean, I think we love Jim Cornette because he's like he would be like our neighbors close by because of the way he does stuff. The way you know, listening to that podcast, he makes references to stuff that we grew up knowing about. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy Griffin right. show. And ain't Lola saying this and Mama Cornette saying that. Right. And, you know, and I don't know about y'all, but my family, especially my dad, he couldn't, he didn't know nobody's name for nothing. So he just called him whatever he thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll change their name on the fly. Well, what mm-hmm. is Kenny Omega? Uh, Twinkle Toes. Twinkle Toes. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. Yeah, Kenny Olivier. Kenny Olivier. Yeah. So, all right, where are we at? Number three? Mm-hmm. Ready for both of you? Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, you know, we we referenced this when we were doing one of the other tag team countdowns, and the reason I've got this team so high is because they appeared in two different lists. Uh, and so I've got a specific version of this team that I'm I want to be I want to talk about, even though there were two another version, but I, I'm not going to say four horsemen, but I'm saying number three, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and then switch over to WWF, otherwise known as the Brain Busters. Do it. They're, they're horsemen. Yeah, they, they, yes, but the reason I've got them, they held the titles in the NWA, they held the titles in the WWF. And to me, if we talked about FTR, when I see FTR, I think about Tully and Arn. Uh, this again, I'm gonna say it again. I said it on that that other time, the other broadcast or other podcast. The slingshot suplex to me is one of the best moves in wrestling. <laughs> and and if I see it from anybody, I pop. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love it. So. Uh, technicians, heels, Arn is probably one of the best talkers to be in wrestling, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and not, and not to mention Tully wasn't bad on the mic either. They got overshadowed by the nature boy, but those two guys could talk. Both of them could really talk. All right, Randy, play your music for number three. You're going to play, you're going to play so much music. You're going to have this, uh, kicked off here. I ain't really got no music for that one. I have this one. I'm going to pose for those of you with flash photography. Oh, wow. Wow. Are you serious? Are you got them really at number three? Yes, I really do. And I, wow. I know, I know uh, when I had them at number uh, one in the WWE, when we did our WWE, they were my number one team in WWE history. And I think they are the greatest team in WWE. Wow. Uh, they are what, a, a 10 time WWE tag team champion. Uh, uh, Edge is a 10 or 11 time world heavyweight champion. Christian is a four or five time world heavyweight champion. And they are the one team I hate it so bad, but now I look, oh, I respected them. And this wasn't a short run, this was right. seven or eight years. 
of them being together. They go back to the brood with Grand Gangrel. They mm-hmm. feud parties for years after years. And I think a lot of people thought when Ed started his singles career that it was just a tag team guy and, and no way thought, you know, he was going to be what Edge is, which Edge is, you know, a top 10 solo wrestler. Uh, Christian has had a great solo career. Yeah. Again, I referenced the best matches in WWE history. Table, ladders, and cheers. The Hardys versus the Dudleys yep. versus Edge and Christian. Yep. All three teams are in my top seven. Mm-hmm. So. I, agree, I agree with Jeremy because I think on the earlier podcast, the brood was mentioned. He said that's the best interest, entrance of any tag team. And I, I, I think you said that. If you didn't, you should have. So I say, because I think the brood entrance was one of the best entrances of any tag team there was, especially with that music when it started playing. Well, they got think- that stage and bring it in for Cody Rhodes so he'll quit, so he can start coming up without the- cracking him from the floor. Because the yeah. brood rise up. Uh, I think, uh, didn't did I say that, talking about Edge, when he wrestled on his own and they had the brood entrance? And, yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when it stuck it. Because I, I, yeah, I think so. You're right. I mean, Edge and are still going. Last pay-per-view, Christian was in one of the last three or four matches of uh, versus Jungle Boy in a Buried Alive match. At WrestleMania, it's probably going to be Edge in a very high-profile match. I think what I read has got him in a match with maybe Seth Rollins or, or something to that effect. Uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. So, to, to uh, me – I, I about both the guys, and I think I've you know I think I've got them way too low. But, but when you start talking about them individually, uh, Christian, the little well, what he's had going on with Jungle Boy and some of those promos he cut, he is a he's a freaking awesome heel. I mean that he did about his mom, mom yeah. talking about. I, I mean that's so that's good. He's got that smug. You know, he wears the turtlenecks a lot, and it just makes him look like, you know. And so, you know, still wrestling. Uh, both those guys had injuries, and I'm able to come back. And I'm going to tell you, I love Edge. I, I For me, as singles-wise, if I think back, he may be one of my – he's probably one of my top five favorites. Now, whether he's greatest or not in other – I just love loved his entrance, both of them. The one, the brood, his entrance now. I I just like him, and and I I really would love to see him have a title on him again uh, before his career's over. He was talking about Christian and his turtleneck and all that. Famous second, they said he wore a turtleneck at Revolution for the match, but they had the sleeves cut off. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. I love it. I have Edge and Christian, I know, completely high, but they are, to me, the best WWE tag team to ever exist. And, I mean, I bumped it up right when I was doing my list, and I cannot find another team to put over them. Um, so I, I held on to my Edge and Christian at number three. Yep. All right, Jeremy, you're number two. All right, number two, 
And I, I don't, I don't think you, you know, again, I don't think you could have a 25 list without having this team on them. And I, I kind of go back to where I connected with them as a young man or as a preteen anyway. Uh, You're still a young man then. I'm still a young man. Yes. Well, I, I uh, think you're a young man back then. Yeah. Jim, the Anvil Nine Heart. Brett the Hitman Hart with the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, that version, the the Hart Foundation, I have it number two because I love the feuds. I love the feud with the Bulldogs. I love the feud with Demolition. Uh, they actually won the titles off of the Bulldogs, if I'm remembering correctly. And they had the, the Danny Davis deal with the referee and all that. That was just really good. And those guys, Brett being the wrestler, Anvil being kind of the muscle and the <laughs> that laugh, dude. And and you pair them with Jimmy Hart. I just thought they were special for that time period. And and I that was when I was really watching and invested the most in WWF wrestling. And uh, I remember that storyline with Danny Davis and the referee distinctly. And uh, so that's why I have them where, where they're at. Did we not almost flip uh, Edge and Christian and the Hart Foundation? I mean, uh, and that's, that's, I mean, that's your number one team versus my number one team. And I've got, got Edge and Christian yeah. about 12, 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the Hart Foundation around 12, 13. I think. I think I think you may be. We're, we're, well, I had Edge and Christian at twenty-two. Okay, actually, yeah. I had them way lower than they should be in retrospect. But all right, Randy, go ahead. You're number two. I can't. I can't. I can't say the heart. They're just not. My, I hate it. That storyline with Danny Davis. I hate it. <laughs> well, I did too. That's why I loved it though, because it you wanted to. <laughs> and I'm going to stop it right there and tell you why I have them number two and I'm going to tell some stories Jim Crockett promotion in North Carolina was big enough that they run A and B towns to the B mm -hmm. towns they would send Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes Tully versus Wahoo McDaniels that a, a just you know star studded show the B show, they would put uh, Pistol Pez Watley versus Jimmy ja Jimmy Valiant. Uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, maybe wrestling some jobber. But at the top of the B show was always one thing, the Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. Drew the A team. No team. Not even my number one team I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk about has had a more – wide base popularity for as long as the rock and roll express does. Now there's only two teams and I, I've been inside the arena when both of them have played, I've been there and I've seen edge of Christian live and I've seen, there's only two teams that make the hair come up on my arms because it will be so loud. You can identify, you can be backstage and identify the, the who it is going out because when the rock and roll express came out, you were going to have your ears hurt with girls screaming at the top of their lungs 
and get out. And, and Ricky Morton is the best, and I say it again, the best sailor in pro wrestling history. Ricky Morton, as JC says, about got him killed a few times. He would look at people in the front row and be Dennis Condry would be stomping on him and he, and he put his hands on the row and he'd reach out to the front row and he'd mouth, help me. And he said <laughs> that, that he said that Jim Cornette knew that it was going to be a long night for him. So <laughs> I think the purest underdog baby face tag team in wrestling history. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that completely. I, I love, I would, I, I'm a big fan, but I love what they did is all the money. So I, here, I, I'll be honest with you. I was rooting for the Russians back in those days just because I love Nikita Kolov. Yep. And I love to see the Rock and Roll Express get beat. I remember when I think it was um, Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez took the titles off of them. I was ecstatic. I was like, yeah, finally real men. You know, I'm 12, 13 years old, but I was like, mm -hmm. and you know, so. Uh, but, so, so Randall, what about this? Here's it blew my mind, and I didn't know this because I didn't follow it. Uh, but what about them feuding with New Jack and uh, what was it? What was his partner in Smoky Mountain? Yeah, yeah, New Jack and uh, Mustafa Muhammad. Mustafa Muhammad. So, how crazy is that? Yeah. It's you get you take these guys that from the eighties. And then you got those guys, and they're feuding. So new, yeah, New Jack and Mustafa Muhammad versus the Rock and Roll Express. Do you remember even um, when he went into the when they went into the Hall of Fame? Ricky Morton thanked Kevin Nash, who everybody thought they hated each other, but Kevin Nash had kept the Rock and Roll Express pertinent for ten years while they went on TV by dogging Ricky Morton in all kinds of shoot interviews. And he actually stopped his his his, his uh, uh, Hall of Fame interview, found Kevin Nash, and went, "Hey, brother, I want to thank you too." And Kevin Nash had done nothing but dog Ricky Morton for decades. So, mm -hmm. uh, the, even when y'all went over to South Flair's last show, it wasn't the same version. But I guarantee you, just the fact that it's the Rock and Roll Express, Todd Morton, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, it's still the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, I mean, you had Robert Gibson there with them. He was hobbling a little bit, but it was neat to see Ricky Morton with Kerry's, his son, in the ring. And, and Ricky, I mean, my goodness, for a guy, I mean, he's 60-some-odd 60, 60 years old, and he still moved really well uh, how at that age. How them to take a Kerry Morton who works great and find him a Robert Gibson and just AEW or somebody go, Rock and Roll Express 2, you know, or... Don't put 2 behind it. I, I don't like anything that they put <laughs> the new or well, 2 or... <laughs> call them, put them Ricky Morton as their Robert Gibson as their manager and call them the Rock and Roll Express. I yeah. just it'll be a great show in nostalgia. Almost. Yeah. You know, I uh, one guy that pops off the top of my head is a couple of years ago, you could have took uh, Frankie Kanzarian. And put him with Gary yeah. Morton and really done something great, you know. Yeah. But that's so, my, 
through. And I'm not the biggest fan of the Rock and Roll Express. It's just hard for me to have them anywhere but there. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Jeremy, you're number one. I would have you. My number one. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion it might be the same as Randall's. You just want to go at the same time. Because they haven't, they haven't showed up on either of our lists first. All right, let's Three, two, one, name it. The Road, the road Warriors. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to start because my favorite part of watching the Road Warriors when they were in Crockett and, and, and when I was watching is when they would come in and they would beat the jobbers before Iron Man stopped playing. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing them out of the ring. It's, I mean, they, 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 they've got a doomsday device uh, already executed before Iron Man stopped playing. I don't know what it was about those guys, but the, the, the physicality, the, the muscles, the look, everything about them. They, here's the thing I like. They didn't have to have a title. Mm-mm. They were an attraction to me, just like Andre was an attraction. Maybe not, you know, you can't really compare them, but they were, to me, they were an attraction. If, if there's a card with the Road Warriors, it doesn't matter who they're wrestling, you want to go see it, to me. The only reason I didn't agree with you about the Brood was the Iron Man entrance for yeah. the Road Warriors, it being the greatest one, because you could be backstage and I swear it was like a college football game. It was a feeling that you just, I mean, you felt, you felt what it was. You knew it was the road warriors going out. I have a picture somewhere on my Facebook. I'll try to post it of Hawk and animal standing in Memorial auditorium when they were in Georgia championship wrestling as the national tag team champion just had been, I, I doubt they'd been wrestling a year. And, and their makeup is blue, and it's uh, it's kind of crazy. But uh, I know we've ran wrong, long, so I'll just say this about the Road Warriors. AWA, mm-hmm. WWF, Tag Team Champions, and nobody, nobody has done that in singles, in tag team. And I know they're, they're – they're, Championships gave by promoters, but guess what? Those promoters want to make money. So that's how hot the the Road Warriors were. So Randall, am I am I wrong? Weren't they tag team champions in Japan? Yeah, they were um IWGP and I think they were actually triple crown champion. I think for AJ I think they were in both IWGP or New Japan and all yeah. Japan. Um so- they had huge careers separately over there too. Yeah, um, they kind of had a falling out at one point, and mm-hmm. they went away in Japan. And Hawk had his team, and Animal had his team. But you know what, man? Here's the story was always told that in the late '80s, early '90s, they were paid ten thousand dollars a week, tax free, to go to Japan. Dollars a year for being in Japan. That's that's unreal. You're right. They they've everything, and God bless them. We've lost them both now. Yeah. So uh, Hawks, 
it was earlier and more tragic. Uh, Joe, um, animal we got to see kind of a little grace in his 60 and after his son had played in the NFL and, you know, uh, yep. it just, you know, you know, you look at those guys and you don't, you, the thought of them, they're both gone. It, you, Cause you, when you, when you'd see them, you think that they're invincible, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, both of them. And, uh, and there's a Jeremy, if you haven't seen it, and it, I, I think it's going to be tomorrow's um, classic clip of the day on River City Media, uh, big AWA pay-per-view uh, in uh, Chicago White Sox football stadium or baseball stadium. And uh, the semi-main event, uh, the main event was Rick Martell versus Stan Hansen for the AWA championship. Mm. The one underneath that semi-main event was the Road Warriors versus the classic Freebirds, Michael Hayes, Terry Gorey, and Buddy Roberts. And it's not one that everybody looks at and goes, it's a great match because it's not. I just like watching both of them entrance into the, the – Yeah. I, I don't really care about the match. Give me the first five minutes where they ever touch each other, and I've had a good time. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They, that's uh, that's just one of those that uh, – you know, I I, I couldn't. Uh, I I had a feeling once we got in the top ten, I thought we're gonna have the same number one, yeah. uh, for sure. But they just uh, just one of those things, man. That that I like the version, even when they had the stupid Rocco thing going on in the WWF. I I didn't mind it either. Uh, Sonny, uh, Legion of Doom. Uh, that they become the Legion of Doom with Sonny in the WWF. Mm -hmm. Hey. I'll be remiss. I want all y'all's opinion. I put Jim Cornette in the Midnight Express on the face of this. Uh, WWE, uh, do the right thing. We've done lost Bobby Eaton. Put Sweet Stan. Put Dennis Condry, uh, who cannot speak because of those cancer. Uh, put Jimmy Cornette in the WWE Hall of Fame. They're by far yep. the, the best tag team not in your Hall of Fame. And in if you're going to have a Hall of Fame, put the Midnight Express to it for for God's sake. Let's do it before we lose Jim Cornette, because as high strung as his ass is, we could lose him any day. <laughs> he may have a stroke or a heart attack. Yeah, for real. Let me ask you guys about one tag team that y'all didn't either one of you didn't mention. Y'all probably laugh at me when I say it, but it is a tag team I really enjoyed watching. That was Killer Bees. Oh, whoo. Uh, not, it's a good tag team. They just job so much on TV back in the 80s yeah. that it makes it hard. And it, it, and you almost get like, oh, they were just – they lost all the time. Um, I come close to putting another AWA team in there. And, I mean, really, it was probably the one I was – it's probably the two best individuals besides the Killer Bees. Uh, uh, the Killer Bees being a tag team, but this was a put-together. But – the last AWA tag team champion uh, was uh, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, hmm. uh, and, and and that's that's a monster team right there to me. And also from the AWA, you had a, a team that was together for a couple of years, and Kurt Henning and Scott Hall. You know, yeah, hard that's not true. So, uh, so so let me throw another one since we're talking AWA. Uh, has a certain uh WWE Hall of Famer uh was a part of that team. 
the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty, the Midnight Rockers. Uh, well, owned two um, owned two thirds of the thing we're talking about. The Road Warriors was with, um, and I don't know why they're not held higher. I don't, and I guess a little bit of it's just Marty Jannetty being so crazy. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. He is. Made some statements, but do you know they almost went to Crockett as the Midnight Express? before they ever broke away as um, from each other is Vince fired. I can't remember if he fired, he might've fired Shawn Michaels and somebody was working for Crockett and was like, just call Dusty. He'll give you a hundred grand to come down there. Hmm. And uh, they called Dusty and he was like, yeah, come on down, but we ain't going, we ain't got, we ain't got a lot for you right now. So, uh, you know, that could have been a team if they'd have went to the Crockett at that point. That could also re redone the the Road Warriors. We held them all, you know. But Marty Jannetty's just he's creepier than a creep. So I, I, yeah. I the one I think you you mentioned the biggest regret I have on my list, and that's Ivan and Nikita. I, I I didn't even think about them. Yeah. So, well, Howie, uh, we've went long, so. Uh, I'm not going to be doing a football free agency. I might get on tomorrow night and do it, but, you know, uh, I'll yell at you. Um, this has been good. We need to get back on on track. I, I think we need to uh, uh, come up to date a little bit with some storylines as we had in the WrestleMania season. Yeah. And and, and kind of recap for everybody where everything's at. And, you know, AEW has really lost some momentum to me, but – They've done one right thing, and that's putting MJF at the top of that card. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I just recently, I believe he retired Brian Danielson. Who, I think that may have been Brian Danielson's last last match because um, it was coming. CM Punk's left. They're kind of a void in AEW. And, and credit to Chris Jericho that's really let himself go down the card and is just kind of putting over some young talent. So, Yeah. Credit to everybody. Everybody tries to say that Chris is latching. He's latching on whoever's hot, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily see that. I think. I think his his you know him working with those guys actually enhances them. Well, and and we've got to talk about. Uh, and, and folks are not remembering Cody Rhodes was being booed out of AEW arenas. Yes. Oh, he is probably the biggest draw in the WWE. They've done a good job with Cody Rhodes up there and getting him over. And I don't know how WrestleMania ends, but I fully expect the WWE title to be on Cody Rhodes in the next few months. Um, so, so I don't know if you guys saw it. I'm, I'll share it with you after. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the exchange between he and roman and i think that was the first exchange between the two on, on last it was good it was it was freaking good it yeah. was real good we're uh everything that cody rhodes has done since he's been in wwe has been great either mm -hmm. him and roman like you said on smackdown friday night or yep. what was a couple of weeks ago when it was him and paul Heyman out there mm -hmm. I mean, that's everything with cody's been great Cody is my I, – I, 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 I've never made a secret of it. Cody is my favorite wrestler going right now, and I hate that he's in the WWE, but I turned on the WWE to watch Cody Rhodes still yet today, and Cody 
Uh, I think they got ridiculous in AEW, and Cody can deny it. But yeah. uh, Brandy on every poster, and you know, it became it became the McMahon family uh, South with the Rhodes and AEW, and it almost I think the best thing he did was take himself out of that situation. And I love Cody, and and somehow they're going to split the titles and Roman's going to end up being a world champion. Cody's going to end up being a world champion and they'll go run their brands. But, uh, I don't know which time I do know, uh, not the world heavyweight championship, but the WWE WWF title has to be on Cody Rhodes to finish this storyline. I, I think there's gotta be something right there because I, I think I, I like Roman with the title. Uh, great. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I think it's still good. I mean, Sami Zayn has really made that thing more than what it was, but it was still dang good in and of itself. Uh, so I, I'd like to see a surprise, maybe where they split those. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. If Sami Zayn hadn't came out there and did some of those promos, you wouldn't have honorary Uzi there as uh, your nameplate either. No. <laughs> this is the best. I loved it. His facials, the Sami Zayn, and I said this. I told some folks at WrestleMania when he did that, and I think we that was the first show we did. Guys was talking about the Wrestle last year's WrestleMania, and he, what he did with that that group from Jackass. <laughs> I, everybody dumped on it. I said this guy's awesome because he made that work. He made that whole thing work, and and I I loved him then because he took something that you could look at and say was garbage, a garbage assignment, and he made it good and entertaining. Was it fifty years ago? He was under a mask, and they wouldn't let him talk. Yeah, Generico. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't let him talk because his Canadian accent, French accent, was so bad. Hey, so look, think about this. The but one of the best things that he can talk. But his facial expressions are gold. I mean, and just think, they had years ago he was under a mask. They they have to be careful with him. The, they cannot bury him. Mm -mm. Get that Daniel Bryan blowback where they had to put Daniel mm -mm. in the main event. Um, but you heard it here first. Him and Kevin Owens will be tag team champions coming yes. out. Yes, I, I, I believe that. Sami Zayn. Most popular wrestler in the world right now. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Kevin Owens has been consistent throughout his career in WWE. And, because and, the work he did last year was Stone yeah. Cold. Fantastic. Uh, he made Steve Austin look like a world champion. Um, yes. So uh, let's uh, next. We don't we 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 want to be a little loosey goosey, folks. We'll try to be on next week and do something. But. Uh, we all have a lot going on right now, but we want, the goal is to get back until football season of being on. Let's make a goal to be on every two weeks, guys. Uh, you think we can do that? I think I think so. I, every two weeks, Howie, does that sound good to you? I'm, I'm good whenever. All right. Uh, for Randall Cunningham, I'm the guy in the neck brace. From – for Jeremy Johnson, he's the guy with the new jewelry. By the way, Coach Paul Benefield, Hall of Fame, congratulations. Well deserved. Well <laughs> deserved. A little late, to be honest. 
And uh, for Howie Chaney, good night. Wrestling's still real to us, and we'll see you down the road.